0: What's up, everybody?
1: Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast. Today we're on episode 142, and we are talking about aliens—one of our favorite subjects. Oh yeah, yes, we are all big alien believers here on this show, Janelle included. And today we want to try to make you an alien believer if you are a skeptic. And there has been some new news in the, I'd say, UFO community, and something you guys have been asking us to. Yeah, it's been like world news. Honestly, it's really interesting. And, um, many of you have asked us to touch on it and just share our thoughts, talk about the validity of it and, Oh,
0: we're going to dissect it. We're going to go deep on the whole alien issue because, Mm -hmm. and also like, I've got a lot of evidence I'm going to show. I've got a lot of different people that I think maybe Mm -hmm. you've heard of, maybe some you haven't, that kind of brings a lot of legitimacy to some of the claims that are out there Mm -hmm. about aliens already being here and the reasons for why we haven't. You know, if they are here, why haven't we seen them? Where's the proof? You know, like a lot of people are skeptical because they're like, if aliens were here, we would have, you know, seen them by now. What are they doing?
1: Literally what I was just talking to. We had um, someone working on something at our house and I was just talking to him about that. And he basically was like, well, until I see it myself, I'm not going to believe it. But I feel like some of the things that we're going to talk about today are the things that over time have really convinced us and we think would convince any alien skeptic. So you could easily show this podcast to someone in your life that, doesn't believe that you want to just hear more information. This is going to kind of go over. It's a good like launching point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. Like I went and gathered some of the best, you know, clips and different people and things that they've said and really credible people who, you know, it's, it's really hard to question. You know, you have to call a lot of very serious people liars and I don't think you're going to do that after you hear what they have to say. Yeah. So I'm very excited to be bringing all this to you guys and you know, we're going to be discussing it and obviously talking about the major news that just broke this week out of Israel. Everybody wants to know our thoughts on that, so I'm very pumped for that. But we also, before we dive into that, we do have a couple uh, stories that we've covered in the past Mm -hmm. that have some updates to them, um, as well as something new that Mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't hear about because we believe it was kind of suppressed. Uh, So we've got a lot to get into. But before we do, I want to thank our sponsors for today. We've got Native Headspace, HelloFresh, Audible, and Objective. Thank you guys so much. And in case you guys haven't checked out the latest Mile merch drop, uh, you better go hop on it because things (laughs) are running out quickly. Uh, Our mountain retreat collection was very, very successful. So thank you guys who've purchased things. And, you know, thank you for your support. We love seeing it. So tag us, you know, when you get your get your merch, we always love to see, you know, you guys uh, with it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's MileHireMerch.com. Get it while it's uh, while it lasts. But with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into our first story, which happens to be an update on a topic we've covered a couple times here on the show already, and that is about uh, the former art dealer who's no longer around, Forrest Fenn, and how his treasure that he had buried in 2010, or he released you know, the memoir that had the poem that was gonna help lead you to his treasure was released. And over those 10 years, like thousands of people tried to find it, and actually a number of people died trying to find it as well, because The treasure ended up being somewhere like super remote out in the wilderness. Difficult to get to. Yeah, you could definitely die out there if you weren't prepared.
1: Well, isn't that the point of treasure hiding to make it hard to get to? (laughs) Yeah, it is
0: the point of it. So the reason why we're talking about it is because the guy that actually found it finally revealed who he was. And the reason for this is because of an ongoing lawsuit that was happening against him and I guess Forrest Fenn. Somebody filed a lawsuit. There's not a lot of details about that, but... He had to, he was like, well, that's going to come out who I am in the lawsuit. So I might as well just come out on my own accord and say, Hey, you know, I'm the one who found it. And so they did an interview with him and kind of talked to him a little bit about, you know, what was it like to, to find this treasure? Like what's your plan with it? And like Forrest Fenn, his wishes was he wants it to be displayed. He wants, cause it's like really cool shit that's in there. I mean, there's <laughs> all different sorts of, you know, art and artifacts and va- very valuable things. Yeah,
1: He wants to share it with the world. That's exactly.
0: cool. But obviously, if you go looking for that and you spend all that time, you probably yeah. want money, right? You yeah. want to wanna sell it. so Cash it in. He wants to respect. So this guy's, I guess his name is Jack Stoof is his name. And he came out and wrote like a blog post that explained that, yes, I was the one who found it. Um, and the reason why he did want to remain anonymous is obviously because there's stalkers, death threats, home invasions mm. you got to worry about if you find somebody's treasure. Right. But after he found the treasure back in June, he then brought it to Forrest Fenn's home in Santa Fe. He just showed up with it. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, I found your treasure. (laughs) And then he went and put it in a vault somewhere in a secure location in New Mexico. And he's keeping it there until it can be eventually sold. And hopefully to somebody who will display it.
1: Okay. So, oh, okay. That makes sense. But I wonder if he's going to write any type of book about this. I want to know the story. Yeah. I want to know the process. Where it was.
0: We don't know where it was. He won't even reveal the location of where he found it.
1: Why? It's not there anymore.
0: I don't. I don't know why he won't do that exactly. Hmm. I I think he kind of wants to, you know, keep it mysterious and
1: you know. Yeah, I guess, but that's kind of lame, isn't that the point? Like we want to hear the story. Yeah, exactly. I want to know the whole process, how he found it, any other difficulties he ran into. Probably be a good book, right?
0: I mean, he said a couple things. He said he first got obsessed with the treasure back in 2018, and he spent countless hours studying the poem, which was in Fenn's mm-hmm. memoir which served as as a map basically to the treasures whereabouts when he actually found it on June sixth. So I don't know. I think he's I think he's just going to try to keep it on the down low. I mean, this wasn't like huge news or anything cuz obviously you don't want that kind of attention if right. if you've got all this valuable treasure yeah. cuz just
1: like winning the lottery. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. You want to kind of keep it on the down low, but mm-hmm. that's uh yeah, that's the update with that. So
1: that's pretty cool. Jack
0: is the man who we don't found fortune's treasure.
1: Treasure very often.
0: No, you really don't. It's pretty cool. It is really cool. So the next bit of news that we have to update you on is regarding Vanessa Gian and we talked about this uh, when it happened um, several times. Mm-hmm. And do you want to explain, like, give people a little bit of backstory on? What happened with that exactly?
1: Yeah, essentially Vanessa Guillen, she worked on the Fort Hood military base and one day she went missing and for a while we, you know, people were looking for her, hoping that maybe she'd be found. Um, but soon it was revealed. They ended up finding out that it was a guy that she worked with at the base. Um, I can't even, what is his name again? I've already put it in. Aaron Robinson. Mind. Right. Yes. And he had the assistance of his very strange girlfriend and they murdered her Well, he murdered her yeah. brutally. She helped him get rid of the evidence and it, she was likely murdered right on the base. I think they've discovered now that she was for sure murdered on the base
0: in the armory room. Yes. In the uh, armory forehead, room. Yes.
1: Yeah. I remember there was some question about that for a while, but yes, now that we know she, that's what happened. And before Vanessa was murdered, she told several people, including her mother, that she was dealing with sexual assault and harassment on the base And she was afraid to tell anyone about it because she was worried about what could possibly happen to her and that she had seen other women not be taken seriously or be punished or something has happened because of them going forward. So her mom was pressuring her to come forward and tell someone. So there was there's a lot of talk about, you know, at what point did she or did she tell anyone at the military base who should have done something about it? And what is the process in place for this type of misconduct? And it's just the family's working incredibly hard to make sure that, you know, Vanessa, that her name, that her death means something out of all of this and that something is changed because of this.
0: Yeah. Cause they didn't even like, it took forever to even look for her. Like the, the military base did not take it seriously no. as like an actual, like so, she could be in danger. She disappeared. Mm-hmm but she could literally be in danger. So they didn't take it as seriously as they should have considering yes. the circumstances. They
1: were extremely disrespectful to her family and yeah, just didn't even take it seriously. Tried to hide things. They've just been sketchy the whole time. So
0: one of the results of this of this horrible tragedy was the fact that they were everybody was demanding for a review of this base mm-hmm. because this base has a very, very dark history. There's been a lot yes. of things going on with it. So an independent committee came in And they conducted a full investigation of the base Mm -hmm. thoroughly went through and looked at everybody in charge, everybody who could have been involved Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: because many people have been found around the base or people, other people who have worked there. It's not just Vanessa.
0: No. So we're looking at this past year alone, 25 soldiers assigned to Fort Hood died from either suicide, homicide or accidents. Mm -hmm. And again, some of those are not, you know, it's not the same thing. But still, 25 deaths related to Fort Hood. That seems a bit high. And there are numerous homicides, numerous suicides in that 25 number.
1: And there's just many people reporting on a toxic work environment and experiencing similar things. Yeah. You know, yeah. not going as far culture as death, is horrible. but just horrible work culture environment. I
0: mean, I don't understand military culture. I've never been in the military. I don't even know anybody who's in the military. So I don't know what. I know it's a different type of culture in the military, but it seems like. It's very clear that women get treated differently, and there's in a lot of place a lot of bases. Maybe not all of, bases. Not no. all bases, obviously, but in this particular base specifically, it was just out of it's control. Clear, mm-hmm. completely out of control. I mean, from 2014 to 2019, an average of 129 felonies were committed annually at Fort Hood, including murder, kidnapping, and sexual assault.
1: That is mind blowing. 129 felonies. It's way too many.
0: It's, that's just wild. So after this committee. Release a report that's what was released recently 14 u.s army leaders from the base including commanders and other leaders including the head of the base when vanessa Gian was was murdered were fired completely removed from the base
1: which a lot of people said that this was going to happen it was just going to take time to like make sure they had had it all in order and could Cause there was a lot of people obviously trying to fight it within as well.
0: Yeah. And people are protecting each other mm-hmm. and stuff. So right. I'm glad an independent committee came in and investigated mm-hmm. it and it wasn't the army or the military investigating it themselves. So yes. that That's was, crucial. that was good. The other thing that was announced is that they're going to be putting in place a new policy on missing soldiers, which is huge too. So now there's going to be a new status called absent unknown with which missing soldiers will be tagged for the first 48 hours they are missing, and soldiers will no longer be considered AWOL, absent without leave, unless commanders determine the absence is voluntary. If they cannot show the absence is voluntary, commanders will classify the individual as missing and dispatch a liaison officer to update the soldier's family while the military personnel try to locate the missing soldier. Seems like pretty yeah, pretty basic stuff. Like
1: it seems like something that would have already been in place by now, especially for the military. When you do a risky job like this, and something could happen, why are there not already processes in place?
0: I don't know. The investigators found that emergency officials did not conduct initial investigations until a soldier was missing for over 24 hours, which was the case in with Vanessa again. Because if you recall, her ID, car keys, and other items were found in the arms room where she had been working. But the investigation did not start immediately after that. No. It wasn't started immediately. Like it's they still waited to see if she would come back.
1: And they could have easily figured out, you know, where she was at the last moment and everything.
0: Yeah. It's just really sad that it had to come to this before. Sneakiness, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we redesigned our whole, you know, policies and procedures and how we respond to sexual harassment and assault. And, you know, the people that were in kind of turning a blind eye or just not doing anything at all have been removed. Uh, So we'll, we'll see if Fort hood improves, but it just seems like, I don't know. There, I feel like there needs to be more done, probably more oversight happening than.
1: I'm curious if we have anyone else who is in the military, if they have any ideas of what else could be done, what other things could be put in place? Because I don't really necessarily know what else.
0: Yeah. Like we don't understand how useful a structure of the military works or Mm -hmm. and all that, but,
1: Hopefully that makes a big difference, though. I mean, we're going to see it, hopefully.
0: I mean, I'm just glad the time. they're holding some people accountable like yeah. from the base.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point, they, they really can't not do anything. No. So many people. I mean, especially Vanessa, really impacted so many people because the word got out to so many people.
0: Hopefully the Army actually follows through with these policies that they're putting in place. And hopefully it was a wake-up call to all the other bases out there. Because, I mean, Fort Hood's not the only base that's had issues like this before or currently so
1: and these policies will affect all of the bases
0: uh no this is fort hood oh that's i believe this is
1: why would it not be standard throughout the whole army
0: i think they're all kind of independent they all kind of have their own what? command you know command in charge and really i could be wrong weird. don't quote me on that but okay. i think that this is specifically for fort hood but also the, there was army officials saying that they were going to you know put the well-being of their soldiers first so i could again i could be wrong i don't know for okay. sure so it's possible that this is going to be instituted across all army bases across the that country would be nice which it should be yeah it should
1: be yeah
0: so the last story we've got for you is actually about a russian youtuber who was recently arrested after murdering his pregnant girlfriend on a live stream on a russian live streaming site
1: not on youtube but
0: no yeah so on december 3rd stas Rifle, killed his pregnant girlfriend valia gregorvia during a live stream after abusing her and locking her outside on their balcony and sub-zero temperatures while she was only wearing underwear she's pregnant like, mind you
1: yeah what a like, sicko
0: what are you doing dude and according to reports a viewer donated one thousand dollars to see her get locked out on the balcony like that which is just fucked up
1: that's so scary to think people are using that type of service in that way You know, yeah. you see people pay to get YouTubers to answer their questions or to see someone eat something on a mukbang or something. But then there's people out there that are this twisted that they're, they're paying for people to abuse their partners now. Yeah. That is scary.
0: Yeah. There were reports that she was being beaten during this live stream or she had injuries from prior beatings on her. It was pretty evident. And apparently after he brought her in from the balcony, she was like, dying at that point and basically he just was drinking beside her as she was dying after bringing her inside but moments later apparently he freaks out and attempts to do cpr because he's realizing like oh my god my pregnant girlfriend is dying and before he decides calling an ambulance finally and again thousands of his followers are watching this all live on the internet
1: And I guess if you're watching this, what can you do? Are there any tools? And if it's not on YouTube, so you can't report it, which all they can really do is take it down. Can they find an address and get help to someone? You don't know where this person is or.
0: No, that takes a lot longer to do that. I'm
1: sure a lot of people were watching this freaking out.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Because I mean, people people were starting to clip it, I think, and put it up on YouTube, right? And YouTube was like removing it.
1: Yes. Some clips made it to YouTube, but they were taken down pretty quick.
0: But apparently, during the footage, he was quoted as saying, Valia, Valia, damn, you look like you're dead. Bunny, come on, tell me something. I'm worrying. Damn, I'm not. I can't feel her heartbeat.
1: What a fucking crazy fuck.
0: And this all went on for two hours after she died.
1: It's so sick. So sick. The fact that that can be on, that's just so scary, is you can't control things like this off of these bigger platforms like YouTube or Facebook. That would have been handled so much quicker but who knows where the fuck he's streaming some random is. live
0: stream site. I mean, there's so many live streaming sites now. I feel like it's only a matter of time before somebody like takes advantage mm-hmm. of that and like where they oh, don't yeah. have the team that's like watching it and mm-hmm. monitoring what's being, because I mean you can make, that's a good business for a lot of people to create a, a live streaming platform like that. Mm-hmm. And there's so many that have popped up, but it's like it, there's probably one out there where you could get away with that for with anything.
1: anything goes, good amount no of one's time. Watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Eventually the ambulance uh, got there and the police got there and he was interrogated and obviously arrested. He faces up to two years in prison. If the forensic experts are able to prove that his girlfriend died from hypothermia, which clearly is what happened. I mean, in Russia, you put her outside in the winter Mm -hmm. sub zero temperatures like and she's pregnant. What are you
2: doing? So,
1: so sad. And so many people deal with abusers like this and they're stuck living with them, have nowhere else to go. It's just like the saddest thing hearing it a story end this way.
0: Yeah. But the good thing is, is that this was all on a live stream. So there is evidence of everything that will obviously be used against him.
1: But I don't understand how he can only face up to two years in prison. That's insanity. Yeah. It just must be completely different in Russia. I know nothing about their criminal justice system.
0: Yeah. I mean, state. criminal justice systems across the country. This was something I ran across into. The world. Yeah. Across the, uh, yeah. Across the world, <laughs> not our country. But um, yeah, across the world are very different and yes. like their maximum sentences mm-hmm. are way, way lower than ours. So, but two years. That's yeah, I mean, absurd. that seems like pff, what even is that's like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. When he, le- I mean, he killed her in a sense, like somebody paid him to kill her.
3: And their baby, which I know like a lot of people that's like personal, whether you believe like because we've talked about cases where pregnant women have mm-hmm. been murdered. And so it's like always a discussion of. You know, do you get charged twice? Is it an extra charge on top of it and such? So You should. I He murdered her
1: and the baby live, and there's evidence of it. I don't understand why he wouldn't be locked up for the rest of his life. Well, in-
0: I think the charges could change. I think initially they just because they don't know for sure they haven't gotten autopsy. What? They don't know they, that it's
1: on camera.
0: Right. But they have to they have to prove that she died of the hypothermia, which was mm. What she, you know, what happened to her when she was outside, and he put her outside. They have to connect the dots, but I think the charges are going to change. I think he's going to face a higher, okay, higher sentence, which is which is good.
1: Okay, that that makes sense now. Yeah,
0: yeah. So just initially they're locking him up.
1: I hope you're right on that. Yeah. Damn, that is not enough.
0: Right. I mean, again, we don't understand how Russian criminal justice system works or how they sentence people, but that does seem very low for this crime.
1: But doesn't it make you wonder if the person who donated and requested that this happen? gets any, you know, jail time or has any accountability in this situation? Can they track someone like that down? I don't like think you really down?
0: can though. But
1: Well, I doubt they will, but should they?
0: Well, do you lock somebody up who tells you to kill somebody and you kill the person? Does that person should that person be locked up? Be necessary. Well,
1: you're paying for it. So I think the money adds a different element to it versus just like if you're just yelling at someone on the street, go kill your go kill someone, you know. You're just yelling things, and you're not making anyone do anything. But at the end of the day, he paid, it was a transactional thing.
3: Yeah, well, but the guy at the end of the day could have been like, right, thanks for the money, lol. I'm not doing it, or been like, True. no, not like it was still him. He at the end chose of the day. to do it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I don't think no, the guy that point. paid the thousand dollars was like, go kill her by doing like laid out the exact he just plan. Said,
3: Lock her outside. Hey,
0: it'd be funny if you still. made her stand in her underwear outside on the balcony. What if pay you thousand bucks? Who
1: are these freaks that are paying? Who's paying a thousand? Bucks for that i don't know what in the f- hell like tell me i don't understand i mean, do people have that much money that they're willing to just spend a thousand dollars so someone stands on a balcony what weirdos
0: people will pay any Sickos. amount for their weird fetishes so their weird you know things that they like i mean people will pay endless amounts of money there's <laughs> there's so many people where i'm like how why are people paying them like, it's just That's bizarre, It's
1: terrifying and really upsetting. Another thing with this story, though, that we were talking about earlier is how it seems like this story has been somewhat suppressed. Like, I wonder how many of you have even heard about this. I heard about it because one of you tagged me in it on Twitter. But I bet the majority of you haven't heard about this. You know, the latest beauty guru drama tease probably all over YouTube right now. But is this anywhere?
3: Is anyone talking about this? Well, I bet YouTube is like totally Cutting that shit out like a YouTuber.
4: Yeah,
1: true.
3: I mean, I'm sure they're like, you can talk about it. If we're
1: able to talk about it here, then (laughs) yeah, we'll see, guys, I guess. Well, Well, it's probably
0: it. Also, you got to think about who's actually publishing the story. Mm -hmm. It's probably Russian outlets. It could be a a fan of ours. That was, you know, I I don't know where the story actually came from, but I I think the visibility is just kind of low,
1: I guess. I guess or I guess maybe this happens like so often now it does happen a lot like random yeah. crazy things being, like live, streamed, on being live streamed there's like 99 trillion users on youtube live stream yeah yeah or on Are air. we that desensitized that this just doesn't make our news now? Probably. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I thought it was a little strange. It seemed like they were trying to keep that a little hush, but yeah. who knows?
0: At the end of the day it's extremely tragic though and I feel it very bad for the poor poor woman that died in this mm-hmm. and her family. I can't even imagine how mm-hmm. devastating that must be to to know that your daughter died like this. And to
1: de- just have your death live streamed like how your final moments on earth are on live stream for these random strangers yeah it's just so sick the whole thing is really upsetting but
0: yeah it makes me worried for the future <sighs> this anyway. online world but anyways
1: yeah. i'm excited to talk about aliens i need a little like palette refresher now i need like, oh, yeah. a cleanse because that that was all really heavy yeah stuff.
0: yeah it was all very serious yeah. heavy stuff so let's let's talk about some lighter and very exciting news regarding. <laughs>
1: Lighter to us. Some aliens. people think this is scary.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I know. Some people are
1: completely
0: terrified. It. terrified I'm a little by scared of it. I'm yeah. not
1: going to lie. It's yeah. a little scary.
0: Well, and we'll have this whole debate. Are all aliens good? Or are there some evil ones out there?
1: Mm.
4: You
0: guys have Do to stick have around to find out. <laughs> yeah. Is there an alien threat looming? Well, stick around. Before we get into it, thank our first sponsors for today.
1: All right. Are you ready for some alien talk? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Okay, so the reason we are jumping into this is because recently there was some alien news and we wanted to do a whole dedicated episode on this because there were just so many points we wanted to dive into further. And that is that on December 2nd, an Israeli newspaper published an interview with former Israeli space security chief and current professor Haim Mashed.
0: So let's just talk about Haim Mashed for a minute because he's a very, very reputable, legitimate dude. He is literally responsible for pretty much the Mm -hmm. entire creation and just the advancements of the Israeli space, uh, like their version of NASA, basically. Mm -hmm. Their program. Exactly. I mean, he served as their Israeli space security chief from 1981 to 2010. Mm -hmm. I believe he's now 87 years old. And he's releasing a book. And that's where a lot of the information we're gonna talk about next comes from, is from this new book he released called The Universe Beyond the Horizon, Conversations with Professor Haim Ashed. And this guy, I mean, he's, the the thing about it is, you know, the first thing I did when I saw this article is like, I wanna know what, you know, all the top UFO, UFOlogy people mm-hmm. think of this, mm-hmm. this news. Because the news he gave is completely just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. He explained Some that really big Israel and the U.S. have both been dealing with aliens for years mm-hmm. and that the main point was that the aliens have asked not to announce that they are here because humanity is not ready yet.
1: <laughs> well, I Huge think that's kind of accurate. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I don't think humanity is ready yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I kind of believe it that makes too. sense.
1: I mean, checks out to me.
0: But what was so interesting to me is when I went to look at all of the, you know, top people in the ufology community, the one thing that they couldn't say about this guy is that he's just like crazy or out of his mind or Mm he has a, he has, he's a scientist. He's a professor. He's got a a PhD in aeronautical engineering. Yeah, Really, really smart guy. I mean, known across the world. Uh, I mean, he's a really world renowned guy. I mean, he's extremely smart. And so for him to come out and say things like this, I think really got, everybody's attention
1: yes he has a very strong reputation you know hasn't had hoaxes or said things that are incorrect in the past so of course this is more believable than coming from some of the other people in this in the community
0: yeah exactly it's i think that's why it made world news is because of his experience his title and the fact that it's it'd be like if our head of nasa came out and said Mm -hmm. this like how big of that would be breaking news on every major news platform.
1: This alone should be just because it's a different country doesn't mean it's any less significant it's still a big deal and should be I think I think it should have gone even farther than it has as far as world you say it's world news and yes it's made it to a couple world news organizations but not as much as it should for this type of news. I mean these are really really big claims.
0: Yeah. And not only did he claim that you know we've already been working with aliens for years and years and mm-hmm. years. But he claims the existence of a galactic federation. And it's interesting. So I kind of dove into this a little bit because I was like, there's got to be more information. Like there's got to be more because it seems like there was this one article this called the Jerusalem Post that basically took the original uh, newspapers article on this guy and translated it because it was only available in Hebrew. So they translated it and then they only took bits and pieces from the entire interview and bits and pieces from the book and published it in the Jerusalem post article, which was what was trending online on Twitter and everywhere that all of us read. And so there's some couple different excerpts from the interview that were very interesting to me. One of those was a quote that he said during the interview that said, they don't want to start mass hysteria. They want to first make us sane and understanding until that day. Aliens have a secured an agreement to keep their moves under wraps. Noting that, the extraterrestrials do come in peace. Very interesting note. He also said, there's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens, and they signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They too are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. What do you think about that?
1: It makes sense, right? It's very interesting to think about. And, Like, I I really, really hope this is true, because it would confirm so many things that we've been talking about for a long time. Yeah. And wouldn't it make sense if there is a group of aliens out there who are way more advanced beyond us, that they would spread out to multiple galaxies and planets and want to learn more about all the other. Yeah. Yeah. Other, other aliens to them. That's what we
0: want to do, right? that's what we're trying if we had to do the
1: tools we'd be doing that but and i putting mean, putting representatives and yeah. and they're probably making an assessment on are they able to absorb this information could it cause problems we don't want to disrupt their they probably i'm sure there's something in place as well that's like you've got to maintain the culture and the society that has been built like not interfere yeah with our right. own development
0: right exactly i think that's
1: part of universal growth
0: yeah well if there really is a galactic federation there's probably rules and laws that can't be broken you're allowed to go and explore and potentially help another civilization but you can't go in there and just completely take it over and you know because a federation would mean that there's multiple groups extraterrestrial groups that are all working together and you know just like we have the un the united nations here on earth they, it really makes sense that there would be a galactic federation. Why of wouldn't there be all these other, you know, races from all these different planets? And so, what
1: this guy just decided to go rogue and start making all this shit up and ruin his whole reputation and career?
0: At the end of your life, why would you do why? that? Why? Why would you do why? that? Why? And that's the the argument for that is like people are like he just wants to make money. He's just trying to sell <laughs> okay. books. This is a publicity stunt, even. Dude. And it was interesting because this, there are skeptics in the ufology community that are saying that. One thing that's important to note is an editor that apparently worked on the book said that some of these claims that we were seeing in that article from this uh, this Jerusalem Post were kind of taken out of context or kind of maybe blown, blown up a little bit. I mean, there's no way to confirm that because when I went and tried to like, I was like, I want to see his book. Like, let me go read his <laughs> book. Yeah. But his book's only available in Hebrew and you can only get it shipped in Israel. So that's I couldn't go see what the book is. And see what's actually written in it so you kind of have to take some of these journalists word you know their word for what he's actually saying
1: if he wants to make money and that's the end goal wouldn't he already have hired yeah. someone to make an english version and he'd be selling it and making it available to anyone in the right, world that is right. a sucker enough to buy it and of right. it so you can make money off them
3: or would have done it when he's not 87 right like yeah. he would have done it like a long time ago and exactly. enjoyed his you know riches <laughs>
1: yeah and that's what makes him so reputable is he hasn't ever done yeah. this he hasn't sold a book he hasn't sold anything as far as I know when it comes to nothing like this
0: no and why would you I mean he's already like going down in history as like this mm-hmm. founding father sort of of the Israeli space agency and he's mm-hmm. really well respected in the academic community I mean scientists from all the world really you know look up to this guy he's extremely smart
1: people need to realize that not everybody out in the world, cares about money yeah, that much is right. it out for money is what i'm trying to say not everyone that's their main goal before they some people have the understanding that he, the future of humanity is bigger than that and that he probably feels this information is crucial to, that it needs to come out eventually right which if this is true i mean how much longer is this going to be a secret
0: oh this is like putting the boosters on the the fast track for disclosure yeah. i mean every, i mean everybody across the world potentially heard, heard about this and is thinking about it. And a lot of people are just memeing it and, and, you know, kind of laughing about it and thinking it's, it's funny and, and joking around about it, which is all, all fun and games right now. But we could be in for some big surprises here in there in the next, I honestly think three to five years. That's kind of what I'm thinking as far as this subject goes.
1: I mean, what do we know? But yeah,
0: that's just my prediction and what I've heard from others in this community that are really starting to, Really, you know, talk about disclosure is going to happen. Like, we, it's only a matter of time before the government can't deny us the information any longer. And they have to be transparent. It's only a matter of time before we, you know, honestly, we should be taken to the streets, being like, tell us what's
1: going on. Mm-hmm. Like, and hopefully, this inspires other people who have information and are credible sources to come forward and share that or yeah. spread this because that's what it's going to take to really push this all the way out. But wow isn't that weird to think about three to five years like it's one thing to just say that it's a whole other thing to wrap around how your life could possibly change if we know about the aliens. world
0: will change the
1: world will drastically change so my, our lifetime is gonna be a lot spicier than I thought if aliens really if we find that out I mean wow I can't even fully imagine what that would be like so to, to his, have that out completely
0: right and so his reasoning for why you know aliens won't just come out and reveal themselves and stuff is because they want to see us progress to essentially a type one civilization. If you remember the Kardashev scale, right. mm-hmm. it's how you measure a civilization, you know, we have to get to that type one, which is basically a planetary civilization where we're able to harness all of the energy of the earth and our our home star, our sun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, elevator technology to just a little bit higher level. Like they're like, you're you know it's funny like carl sagan and you know others out there say we're 0.7 on the Kardashev scale so we're like inching closer and closer to the type one mm-hmm. title but we're just not quite there yet and so maybe we're gonna get there in all of our lifetimes and Oof, wow maybe the big reveal will happen so i mean it, it makes a lot of sense to me that he would do that and clearly At 87 years old, he also knows that, like, I don't have that much longer to live. So if these are secrets that he's been keeping for a very long time, I mean, what does he have to lose at this point? So it really makes sense why he would come out with this information. Some other interesting things that were put out through this interview was the fact that he said there's an underground base in the depths of Mars where there's basically alien representatives and American astronauts that are involved in this base.
1: Man. That would really connect a lot of dots.
0: So part of what I wanted to do with this episode too is to kind of explain, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, these are just crazy wild claims, but is there evidence of potentially there being what is called a secret space program within the US? Could there have been, you know, we all look at NASA's like, NASA, NASA, they're our space agency, but NASA's just a cover, right? They're just a cover for what's actually happening behind the scenes. We know for a fact that there are these black projects. We know yes. that there's all this money.
1: So much that's money.
0: That's going to these projects that are completely mm. unknown to everybody. Even the president doesn't know. And everybody's like, oh, the president should know all this information. The president <laughs> will know about aliens. And they don't know shit. Nope. They really don't know anything.
1: Nope. They're a figurehead.
0: I mean, I think they know some things. I think they're yeah. let in on on <laughs> like maybe what happened yeah. at Roswell or maybe, maybe you know some of the secrets at everything. Who Arizona? even knows, though? Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because a shed said that Trump President Trump was actually going to reveal the aliens existence. But the aliens in this galactic federation were like, no, 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 don't do that.
1: (laughs) The aliens like sent Trump a message. They're like, listen, dude, (laughs) I don't. They like (laughs)
0: popped up in his in his room or something. I know you want to (laughs) stir
1: shit up, but you cannot do it. They're not ready. Yeah. I mean, God, wouldn't that be a way for him to go out of office? Just tell everybody
0: yeah exactly drop a bomb and leave (laughs) seriously
1: (laughs) that'd be wild and honestly i could see him doing it like i bet if he does know if it's true and he does know something he probably does want to share it yeah right
0: probably well it's interesting because there was a a little while back donald trump jr interviewed his father or president trump and asked him about roswell Mm -hmm. he was like because donald trump jr was like i just want to know if there's aliens or not and Mm -hmm. asked asked president trump and trump was like oh well you know basically I can't tell you but it's very interesting what happened in Roswell yep. and like he clearly knows and he was smiling He clearly the knows like president answer. They know some things There's I think. more
1: they want to say mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but then on several other occasions, he's been like when all the UFO reports came out from the Navy pilots and stuff He was asked, you know, what do you think about the UFOs? Do you believe you know, they're they're alien or they're real and and he denied it. he was like oh I don't personally believe it but I was like dude you're just covering like you're just saying that because you know that's what you're supposed to say you're supposed to deny 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 or maybe he really just doesn't know shit and they never filled him in on any of the actual secrets of what's happening in these projects because they were worried he might go and tell tell everybody
1: well that'd be very strange for I am to just make that up yeah why would you add that detail in there because couldn't Trump just debunk that and say, no, that's not true. I don't know anything or nothing's going on. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, he's
1: a pretty big figure to say that it's not like just some random person saying that.
0: Well, in my whole take on this and the president thing, and so many people just like completely laugh off all of this guy's claims because Mm -hmm. Trump is involved with it. But when you look at history and you go back and you look at some of the events that happened with the UFO issue you go back and you find that presidents were involved. You know, we talk, we've talked. we talked about Majestic 12 and just the time around Roswell and President Truman. I mean, clearly he knew what happened at Roswell. Something happened there. Definitely. John F. Kennedy, he knew about aliens, yep. potentially what was going on at Area 51. Most and,
1: likely.
0: Yep, exactly. And look what happened to him. So I think the presidents do have, and even Obama. I mean, I think we talked about this last week. Where we did. It no, on. you
1: and I talked about this just off oh, the show. But yeah. yeah, we were just discussing how other presidents have reacted. Whenever the they're past. asked,
0: they don't straight up deny. They're same never like, Bill no, Clinton. unfortunately, there's not.
1: Remember Bill Clinton? I can't remember what show. Some late show. Yeah. He, yeah. Same kind of answer as Obama. Same answer kind of as Trump. They all have the same similar. They act like they know something and they yeah. can't say it.
0: Yeah. It's and they get kind of excited, too. Like, you can tell they yeah. want to say more, but they are they know they're not supposed to. Yeah. I mean, you're sworn to secrecy as a president. You are given secrets and you have to keep your mouth shut or something might happen. Yeah. So some other interesting things that Mr. Shed said was he said aliens from all over the universe are already walking among us. Meetings of the third kind are just around the corner. Hmm. Heard that before too.
1: Yeah, we've definitely talked about this many times. And I think that that concept's really hard for people to wrap their head around because we have this classic version of aliens in our head that they you know, they're these short, which maybe some of them are, that they have big eyes. They're these gray yeah. li- and they're like, what? They're not on the little Earth. green
0: spacemen, as some people call them. Are, right. Yeah. Or little gray aliens mm-hmm. or something like that.
1: But they could look exactly like us.
0: Right. That's what's <laughs> crazy. They
1: may not be that different from theirs. And there's scientific proof for that right. concept and that theory.
0: Well, yeah. How do we even know our DNA is from this planet?
1: Well, we don't. And the whole <laughs> RH negative blood thing really throws a wrench in all of that.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, we could literally all be extraterrestrial and not even know Part it. We DNA. don't even know our true origin story mm-hmm. or we we have no way to prove what that is. And we could have actually originated on another planet, maybe even another galaxy. And when you th- wrap, try to wrap your head around that, you like, can't because it's like.
1: And we might not look that different from them. Yeah.
0: It's very likely that there are other extraterrestrial species out there that are very similar to us Mm -hmm. in appearance even potentially the ability to speak the same language i mean who knows so it's very possible there are aliens walking among Mm -hmm. us
1: especially if you look more we don't have time to go into this too but the panspermia theory and that would make that would explain that even more yeah there's
0: lots of even science theories that back that up so Mm -hmm. this is interesting though he went on to say that because obviously people are like kind of skeptical, like this guy's just got to be crazy. He actually addressed that. He said, if i had come up with what I'm saying today, five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. <laughs> Wherever I've gone with this in uh, academics, they've said the man has lost his mind. He also said today they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. I am respected in universities abroad where the trend is also changing. So to me, that seems like a very truthful statement. Like he genuinely is releasing this information because he hopes that it will further humanity and that, you know, if you know all this stuff, we got it. The public needs to know this. Like, so he's laying it out there and I'm really excited to hopefully get my hands on his book one day and, you know, in Mm -hmm. English, hopefully, or somebody translates it so we can actually read through it. Cause apparently he goes on to talk about how aliens have prevented several nuclear holocausts. As well as what's actually going on at Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Oh,
1: wow, he got into that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, so first... we're gonna get into all the, all this because <laughs> oh, okay. This is yeah. We're so we're gonna break all that down. We're gonna break it down. We're kind of walk you through the whole. You know, how do we get to this point where we're now talking about disclosing the fact that aliens are here? They've been visiting Earth, and what's the evidence for that? And who also is supporting high mached's claims? There's a lot of people and you'll hear all of that right after this last ad break. So the whole alien UFO phenomenon actually starts pretty much at the beginning of earth's history, but we don't have time to go back quite that far today. If you've ever seen the show ancient aliens, that's pretty much what they focus on is all of these ancient civilizations and artifacts that are recovered that could potentially provide evidence of extraterrestrials being around back in ancient cultures uh, as well as UFOs and things like that. I mean, UFOs have been seen for
1: thousands and thousands forever. Yeah. Forever. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of interesting evidence on that show. Ah, And that show's so long.
0: Yeah. There's so, I mean, there's so much. They've made, thousand episodes so of it much.
1: yeah it's a whole franchise now have we ever done an episode on ancient aliens and just kind of breaking down all the claims like we've definitely talked well, about ancient the... alien theories but we've normally like limited it to a certain culture in that episode we haven't really
0: well i think you have to kind of go that route because it would just be way too long i mean there's True, so much
1: but we could like jam it all in i feel like it'd be nice to have an episode Concise... kind of like this that's kind of going over the ancient stuff yeah we're talking more about modern right now but
0: yeah, it might be good to kind of like connect the dots for yeah. ancient aliens history, just like we're going to do modern history regarding the UFO alien phenomenon. That's what we're going to be focusing on. If you uh, caught our episode on Roswell, we covered that a couple weeks ago. That's really where for many people, the UFO phenomenon really began Yes, because, you know, we basically had the government covering up flying saucers that went down in New Mexico, Nevada, and that was where it all began. We retrieved those UFOs and we brought them to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. and As
1: far as starting the uncovering process. Right. That's where we
0: began. Yeah. The recovery of extraterrestrial vehicles. The
1: uncovering of the secrets is what I'm saying.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where people started. Like first got that first like, wait a minute. Didn't, didn't yeah. you guys say that was some flying saucers you guys yeah. got? And now wait, you're, you're saying it's a weather balloon. like
1: mm-hmm.
0: Created that intrigue for people like, oh, Definitely. wait a minute why are they covering this up? Another, you know, and one of the things that's not confirmed by the military or really anybody is the fact that not only did we recover craft, but we also recovered bodies. And this is something that is very, I would say most people that are very well read into the Roswell incident would say that most likely that's what happened. I mean, clearly if saucers went down, what something was piloting them. Right. Mm -hmm,
1: mm So So if you believe in the, theory then yes he most likely believed that there were bodies But well. they
0: retrieve bodies yeah. alien bodies and there's a lot of different takes on that some people say that all of them were dead all of the alien bodies were dead so we only had mm. you know we could only do so much with them but I've seen a lot of different evidence that suggests that perhaps at least one of them was alive when we captured them because then there's tons and tons of other evidence and people would call them stories They're talking about project Serpo and there's so many different caveats to this live alien that they got that they're able to, to eventually communicate with them. Like at first they couldn't communicate with this alien and they were able to it was able to learn English very quickly <laughs> and then actually spoke about like where he was from and, wow. and all of that. And I'll talk about more of that in a minute, but Roswell was really where where it started.
1: I feel like he probably lost a lot of people with that one at that point.
0: Some like that's like, just
1: what? gonna sound so crazy to some people. <laughs>
0: I know. I know. Like it's, they
1: had teach him English. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. They gave a few cigarettes. That's why I don't want to go too far into like we could do a whole episode on Project Serpo because it's actually a really interesting. we should. Let's do it. Interesting story or, or you know, I'll potentially you real event. So 1947, Roswell happens. They try to cover it up. Well, Majestic 12 comes into play in 1948. And those were those documents that the FBI has up on their website that have bogus (laughs) written on
3: them. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. It's my favorite thing ever. Seriously. Bogus.
0: So what the documents allege is that president Truman after Roswell appointed a committee of scientists, government officials and military men in order to figure out what had happened at Roswell, go see what, what they recovered and deal with the situation. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're essentially the original men in black per se you know a lot of people referred to men in black with the ufo alien situation and so this would be kind of like where that started was they had these like men in black that were top secret that were dealing with roswell well i dug into that a little bit more and you know i want to try to always present both sides of some of the stuff because sometimes there is conflicting evidence that would say okay maybe the those documents were bogus so the story behind the documents, right? That are up on uh, the FBI website. They were dropped off in an envelope to a documentary producer who found them. Somebody dropped them in their mailbox. These highly classified documents, if they're real. And, And this was in 1984. So they came out in 1984, the Majestic 12 documents. And then after that, the FBI went and was like, oh shit, did they have classified documents? Took them reviewed them and decided that they were bogus and then just posted them on the website
3: can we make merch that literally shows the form bogus <laughs> honestly <laughs> that's a great idea Wait, like that'd be so fun i really would i like that next drop <laughs>
1: yeah right
0: yeah, we this is our like majestic
3: it. 12 drop guys <laughs> that, <laughs> that would, would be awesome
0: that'd be really funny but one of the things that the fbi did when they reviewed these documents was they figured out like there was some incorrect ranks assigned within it that doesn't match up with an actual government military document. Uh, the formatting was different than other standard documents. Um, also, it's just some of the verbiage like in in the document. Usually you hear like the White House or government agencies refer to the media as the press. But in these documents, it was just the media. So that's more of like a civilian term versus a government term. But ultimately, that's why they ruled it bogus but there's a lot of people in the ufology community that do believe these documents were legit and they're just trying to basically cover them up and say they're bogus or counterintelligence, whatever you want to call it and we shouldn't you know we should take it more seriously than they're telling us that
1: well if they were hidden they were hidden for a reason and they're not going to admit that they're real if they are yeah you know
0: that's what i that's what i
1: say too is like it's not surprising i expect them to say it's bogus it's a f- it's funny and unexpected that they literally wrote it all over it but I mean, well if you think about they it they were going to do that
0: it kind of makes sense why a documentary producer would get a hold of them like whoever had them probably knew that these documents would be destroyed if they were ever released and so they went and and dropped them to somebody who they knew would publish it and make it public because they're like, this needs to get out there. We need people need to know the truth about what happened at Roswell. So, like,
1: rogue worker made a copy or took them or something. Right,
0: like exactly. Mm-hmm. And so this was just the FBI trying to discredit it and you know make people stop looking into well,
1: it. With their track record of lying, I don't believe shit. From them, so
0: <laughs> right. So that was like 1948 when the Majestic 12, in theory, was going on. This whole operation was happening, trying to figure out with Roswell. And it makes sense because then if you fast forward to 1952, this was when project blue book was going on. And this is an absolutely real project that was created. It's one of the first UFO projects to actually study the phenomenon that took place from 1952 to 1969. Cause after Roswell UFO sightings went off the chart. There was 12,000 recorded sightings or events during the project blue book period.
1: And I mean, of course, Someone could argue, though, that that's because there was a lot of hype and hysteria around Roswell, and that a lot of those, probably the majority of those, were just airplanes. And around this time, there were a lot of airplanes that actually reflected their metals that they were made out of. Still, were like more reflective. In this time,
0: yeah. There, I I mean, I'm not saying that there was 12,000
1: sightings of of alien craft. There was reports, right. But it is interesting to think, like, is it possibly connected to Project Blue Book or is there anything else to that time period? But why create a
0: top secret project to study your own work? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Why dedicate this whole project to exploring this phenomenon that you're creating? Like, why would you spend the time and money and resources to do this if you knew that this was just military testing, right?
1: Definitely not. And I think some of those sightings are. Legitimate. I'm just saying, yeah. like, majority of those, like, yeah,
0: there's probably a lot that weren't mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: extraterrestrial or something like that. Yeah, my whole thing is, I think what happened was after Roswell, that was a big deal because many believe that the military actually brought down these extraterrestrial craft that actually crashed near Roswell, and after that, shot them down, kind of maybe pissed off the aliens a little bit, and so they started maybe. coming more and more of them, trying to figure out what was going on you know trying to figure out a way around you know our military systems and whatnot or you know we were just working with them at that point and so that's why there is an increase in in sightings and whatnot but project blue book absolutely real there's actually a history series on it called project blue book Uh, we know this was a real thing it's been declassified what's interesting is there's a lot of debate on what they're actually studying well there's a clip from colonel robert friend who was basically the director of project blue book from 1958 to 1962. And his reaction when asked about what he thinks about project blue book is very interesting. Take a look.
1: Roll it. In
5: 1969, the air force officially ended its public investigations, which would suggest what? Well, that they knew what it was. Or didn't know what it was
4: also the other way they, they did know what it was
5: doesn't
0: his face tell a million words like yes. just that facial expression that smile he gives
4: he looks
1: so all-knowing
0: he's like oh i got some shit i could tell you but i can't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
1: i don't know how long people are going to try to discredit all of these people, what they're all just insane or they're all liars or they're all out for money and want to make money off a book. Like how long is that excuse going to work for every single one of these people that are highly believable people? They're not just some Joe Schmo Schmo saying something, you know, like man, this guy really knows his shit and look what he's laughing about it at this point. Yeah. If you don't see any, truth in his words still like you have to be seriously skeptical man
0: well i think i think the so to that point i think a lot of people believe all of these people that are coming forward talking about it are all just doing this as a result of you know this is what the counterintelligence wants them to do they want to kind of spread this message about you know aliens and make us think you know question things and think that there's this whole mystery when maybe there's not and so that's what and, and that's why I, I agree i'm like I don't, I don't buy that for a sec either i don't yeah. really believe that all this is just counterintelligence they're all just mm-hmm. trying to fool us mm-hmm. into thinking a certain narrative
1: no way and it's all just bullshit no yeah. if anything they want they are encouraging people to slowly leak it out but it's true and that's just the way they want it to slowly go out versus right. just like announcing right. it one day you know
0: exactly so throughout the 1950s and 1960s again there was just loads and loads of ufo sightings especially around Area 51 in Nevada. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows Area 51. Somebody almost tried to storm that place, which I, I find hilarious, mm-hmm. and actually didn't. That thing totally fell
3: apart. I forgot about that. Yeah. Storm Sorry. Area 51. That was in September, huh? God, September, it feels like it was a year ago. Oh, it was 2019? Wasn't it? No, it was or, 2020. What? Isn't that insane? It was literally this year. No, it, it wasn't. Are you, sure? Janelle, are you sure? are you? It
1: is not this year. The storm area fifty one was not in twenty twenty.
3: That was that yeah, was twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. You thought that was like Shut two up. months ago. Yeah, well, that's true. Are you okay. sure? Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm absolutely. Well, sure. you know we what? were in the basement when that was know. happening. Were we? I don't yeah, know. it was September twentieth, twenty nineteen. Well, great. <laughs> I was like, that happened in twenty twenty. Good thing oh my, that my brain has been off <laughs> since March. So That's <laughs> I was really cool. Say. Dang. <laughs> okay. okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, way off there hello i was like what (laughs) just making sure you guys are paying attention you passed good job
0: (laughs) but anyways area 51 was at one point a very serious top secret base Mm -hmm. so i'm going to connect a few few dots here real quick so area 51 was actually built by lockheed martin skunk works and skunk works was actually ones that i believe built area 51 And that Area 51 was where they were testing a bunch of different uh, highly classified experimental aircraft. Mm -hmm. So, a lot, there is a lot, there was a lot of UFO sightings around Area 51 because Mm -hmm. they were testing all this really, really cool experimental SR 71B -hmm. uh, Blackbird. If you've ever seen that before, that's a really cool aircraft that they were testing. So, there was a lot of things that could look alien to some that was just the military. But a lot of this technology that they're using for even some of, you know, this this aircraft that we now know about could have been helped built by the reverse engineering of the craft that we retrieve from Roswell. Right. If Mm -hmm. they retrieve this craft, they're absolutely going to try to figure out how this thing flies. Right. Of
1: course. And that's what the majority of people in this community believe.
0: Is that that's what happened Mm -hmm. is we we retrieved that craft and we back engineered it figured out the technology and then started applying it to our own aircraft
1: right it would just make sense
0: right so that's what that's what was happening in area 51 60s 70s and in the 80s this is when bob lazar comes into the picture because bob lazar really we didn't even know about area 51 area 51 was top secret for a long long time until bob lazar broke you know Broke the story that hey, I've been working at Harry Fifty One, and here's what what's going on there.
1: And for a long time, he had to just go off of his claims and just tell, try to convince people that it really was a place, it was real, because they didn't announce that it was real until what two thousand four. Yeah. So think of all that time, or it was
0: yeah around there, yeah,
1: yeah. Some people thought it was he was just completely fantasizing and making this up.
0: Yeah, because he went to the media in nineteen eighty nine.
1: Same shit. People, he's crazy. He yeah. wants attention. He wants to make money. Like all these excuses people make for people like Bob Lazar is a genius person. Extremely
6: what, he's intelligent. He's just
1: making this up. Cause what? He's bored. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, he's what bored. is the argument? No. I don't get the argument that people have for this type of stuff. Yeah. I don't. I, don't,
0: I don't understand it either. Cause I mean, every, I mean, he, Seems probably like one of the most credible people I've ever, yes. ever even heard speak before. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't seem like the individual who's out there just looking for clout or something. Like he's just trying to get, get Bobby that clout. Wants clout. He's,
3: he's like, I'm looking for the blue check by my name. <laughs> yes. He's like, Twitter, please. <laughs> oh, I'm sure if he has a Twitter, it is blue check.
0: <laughs> no, he ain't even on social. Media. Are you
4: kidding yeah,
1: me? Yeah. Say, he wants no. to be on. He's like so off the, off the, yeah. Re- what am I trying to
3: say? Grid. Record off the grid. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So if you're not familiar with Bob Lazar, we also have an episode on that, but to give Mm -hmm. you a short synopsis of Bob Lazar, he came forward and said he worked on basically back engineering these craft from somewhere else that had this anti-gravity propulsion system. They had all these different things he'd never seen before. In fact, he claimed they had nine different UFOs at Area 51 that were all very different from each other. He even said that some of them, when he saw them, because he actually brought him into Mm -hmm. it because one of the person people on the team died, uh, from, from they said an accident that happened Holy shit! and he replaced that person that died on this team, this top secret team. Yeah. Cause before that he was working at a place called Los Alamos laboratories, which is also a very, like they do a lot of really cool stuff there. And so they brought him in, in here. Cause I mean, he's extremely brilliant, especially in, in science and physics. And he understands all of this stuff and how it works he was completely blown away at the technology that he was seeing and the things that he was working on.
4: Yeah. So
1: much so that he went forward, but like while he was still working there, remember he like met someone in a car and talked to them and it didn't have his face showing at first. What is his documentary called or the new? Oh, it's
0: Bob Lazar flying saucers. It's by Jeremy Corbell. You can find it it that way. I believe
3: Bob Lazar. No. Bob Bizarre. Bob, bizarre. <laughs> Bob bizarre. Holy shit, that's amazing. That's amazing Bob name. Bob That would be legendary.
1: But yeah, his um the documentary. He didn't make it, but someone else produced yeah, it. Yeah, Jeremy Corbell made right, it. Right. He makes documentaries all time That's so of stuff. good. But if you've yeah, never he, seen that, you've got to see it. I mean, he sits down with him
0: and talks to him quite a bit about all mm-hmm. this stuff. It's really interesting. But one of the things that he doesn't Bob Lazar doesn't talk about today that he only talked about way back in the eighties when he came forward was the fact that Bob said that when he was looking at all this craft and working on them, he was at a place called S4, which is another hidden base off site of Area 51. Mm -hmm. And when he was brought in, all of the UFOs looked different, but some of them even looked ancient. He said like they were they found them in our in an archaeological dig. Think about that for a second, because we were just talking about ancient aliens at the beginning. Maybe we have found down craft in archaeological digs before or, you know, somebody's out there looking for them and there could be even more out there that I mean,
1: would make so much sense and if bob says it dude i believe it
0: i believe bob
1: i do too i believe bob that's what literally said last <laughs> time I'm, time. I'm pretty sure a lot there was a hashtag i believe bob for a while i'm pretty sure that was a thing
0: well one of the other things that he no longer claims anymore because it's a pretty bold claim apparently while he was working on these craft he was briefed with these documents that said the flying saucers or some of them were from the Zeta Reticuli star system. Apparently, according to the paperwork, it indicated that they were from the star system and how they obtained it, he had no idea, but it was also from a specific planet called ZR3, which was like the third planet in that star system. And that star system is light years away. And he he came out and said that there was documents that basically backed up that this was from a completely other star system what's interesting about zeta reticuli and the fact that this was found or you know potentially from this other star system is that also during this time in 1961 the betty and barney hill incident happened which was an alien abduct one of the most famous alien abduction stories of all time yep. and in it Betty and Barney Hill are abducted by aliens, and then they recall what happens to them through hypnosis. And Betty draws a map of a star, you know, a star, star map, essentially. And an astronomer actually figured out that what she drew was the Zeta Reticuli star system. So you have, and Zeta Reticuli has been, is very popular throughout what people call UFO lore. Like you yeah. see that pop up quite a
5: bit.
1: And doesn't it match up with the message that was possibly returned to us? Yes, that zeta Reticuli. You
5: yep, know, it like the Arcebo message. Yes, the reply. The Arcebo message. The, right, Arcebo
1: the reply, replied.
0: which people call a hoax and was just fake or whatever. Okay. But that also had. Tell yeah.
1: me how anyone fucking built that. Yeah. Seriously. Overnight, with seriously. no one seeing them. <laughs> okay.
0: So there's another example where the zeta Reticuli system shows up in mm-hmm. the Arcebo reply. It's in bot ba- or Betty and Barney Hill's mm-hmm. abduction. Clearly
1: dots are connecting.
0: There was either aliens here at one time that were from that star system or from a planet from that star system or there is still now mm-hmm. aliens that are from that, you know, or were working with them. Project Serpo is actually about an exchange program where American astronauts were actually mm-hmm. sent to this other other star system mm-hmm. where they lived on this planet with these aliens from Zeta Reticuli.
1: That's some yeah. shit. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh my gosh! There's a I whole story really to the real, and I want them to write a book. That's interesting. <laughs> Isn't it is them on awesome the show? Li- yeah. <laughs> Can we get an interview? <laughs> Imagine the stories.
0: It, yeah, it's really interesting. Wow. There's a lot of details to that.
1: If that's true,
0: a whistleblower who came forward to reveal this Project mm-hmm. Serpo program claims, like, apparently, this planet was 107 degrees, and what the all the time f- there. And like the human astronauts, some like a few of them died because of the radiation that was there. Oh, interesting. But two of them like stayed there. Like the, the whole point was that they were gonna come back. And because they had this technology from the these aliens, and they're called the Ebens, <laughs> the aliens, they were able to travel from Earth to the Zeta Reticuli system in 10 months. And it's we're talking like 40 light years of tra- of space travel here. But because of their anti-gravity craft, they're able to basically you know bend local space time and kind of go through their own type of wormhole type situation and go travel that fast in 10 months 40 light years and i mean there's more and and, you know that none of that may be scientifically correct or possible but according to this whistleblower this is how the program went down
1: and two according to him two of them stayed yes they were like i ain't going back
0: some came here we sent are people there we created a relationship we created a whole whole situation there wow and there was there was they were able to speak English it, it's very interesting there's a lot more to that but it's interesting mm-hmm. that the common denominator here the common factor is the zeta Reticuli system so if there are aliens here I believe that there's probably an alien species from this star system because it just pops up so many times does. throughout all of these events mm-hmm. in ufology it's pretty interesting. But, back to Bob, so, like you were saying, you can't believe that people don't believe Bob mm-hmm. well, here's a great clip of Bob talking about you know why would i why would I not be telling the truth about this? Mm-hmm. Watch this
5: I am telling the truth I, I I've tried to prove that uh what's going on up there could be the most important event in history
0: you're talking about. Contact, physical, <laughs> physical contact
6: and proof of, uh, from another another system, another planet, another intelligence. That's got to be the biggest event in history, period. And it's real. And it's real and it's there. And uh, I had a, an extremely small part in it, but I'm convinced that what I saw is absolute proof of that. There is, there is no way we could have created those systems. There's no way we could have made the disks, the power supplies, anything to go with them.
1: That's insane.
0: Right. I mean, <laughs> what I is like... he
1: just a giant liar? His life mission is to be the biggest liar and no. con and fool <laughs> everybody and make a ton of money off these suckers. He's
0: made no money off of it. No,
1: not all. He's such a low key dude.
0: They like, polygraphed where's all this him? money
1: yeah. that people always talk
0: about. He did polygraph tests. He did so many things. Yeah. And the only evidence to basically try to say, oh, he's lying is the fact that we can't verify his work history. We can't even find his birth certificate. And so people are like, oh, he's clearly lying. He's lying Mm -hmm. about his past. He never worked there. But it's like, guys, somebody who knows this kind of information is going to have their entire history completely wiped out. Like all Mm -hmm. that shit's going to magically get lost.
1: People don't realize that it's that's possible.
0: Yeah. And they're like, oh, he didn't graduate from this school. He you know, there's no evidence that he ever went. I think MIT or something was where he went. And there's no evidence that he ever went there. And he claims he went there. But how easy would it be for, you know, the government to go in there or whatever agency Mm -hmm. to go in and completely have them as soon as they realize he was a problem? Yeah, Yeah. because they have to try to, you know, take away his credibility as fast as possible. And the only thing they had on him other than short of killing him would be to completely take his his history away from him so that he has no way to prove that. Yeah, he has no way to prove his education, Mm -hmm. his birth. Like there's no evidence. Yeah, yeah, people. And you can't even search for it. And even the people that he mentions that knew about him working at S4 or working at even the Alamo Laboratories and S4, they can't even be found anymore. Those people are magically missing. So to me, it makes sense for why we can't verify Bob Lazar, Mm -hmm. because he came out with this extremely potent information about what's really happening behind the scenes at Area 51 and with with flying saucers and ufos and aliens i mean why
1: wouldn't they it's like expected
0: yeah it makes absolute sense and so i to me bob lazar is telling the truth i believe bob lazar is telling the truth so after bob lazar things kind of kind of died down eventually like the ufo like there is still obviously people that were reporting sightings you know there's uh mufon and and all these organizations that track ufo sightings and everything and there's researchers and people studying it, but in the public eye, it kind of eventually they got it to quiet down and, you know, kind of go back under wraps, right? Where people not it wasn't in, you know, the, the mainstream media anymore and people weren't thinking about UFOs or aliens. Well, fast forward to the two thousands, that's when things kind of picked up again and there was a top secret program called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or AATIP, which ran from 2007 to 2012 and when the new york times broke that story you know pentagon ufo program uh in december of 2017 and there was the footage that was released and you know tom delong and to the stars they released it through their uh their youtube channel and it kind of just
1: it was a big deal it
0: was a huge deal because it was the first time that the government admitted that the ufo phenomenon is real mm-hmm. and you know here's some evidence for you to take a look at
1: Yeah. So, and it's like, when you think about the way that we've slowly gotten this information, that's something that they would have denied years before, you know, area 51 was something they denied years before. Don't you think there's more things that they deny now that they eventually will come forward and say, eh, actually we were lying. That's, you know, that's real.
0: Right. Exactly. So also during this time before this, actually, one of the things that was happening was the government was very interested in Skinwalker Ranch and one of the owners of Skinwalker Ranch was Robert Bigelow. And he's a very interesting guy who doesn't get enough attention, I feel like.
1: No, not at all.
0: Because I really believe Robert Bigelow knows some shit. I think he knows exactly what's going on. He owns Skinwalker Ranch. And if you're not familiar know, with Skinwalker he really Ranch, owns it. that place, yeah. I believe, there may even be a trans-dimensional portal there. Yeah. There is so much phenomena that's actually been recorded there that... It almost defies reality to some extent.
1: Yeah, it's it, we've done an episode on that. Josh did a great job with it. I remember I was really sick during that one, so I was like barely getting through. But yeah, I mean, that's an interesting topic in general, Skinwalker Ranch. And and how much, yeah, I mean, we could go on and on about Robert Bigelow. He's just, he, he's totally underhyped. I mean, just, so many more people care about Elon Musk and they completely miss out on him.
0: On yeah, but, Yeah, they really do. So I wanted, to, I wanted to play a clip. It, it's a few minutes long, but it's really good because it kind of connects, connects some of these dots for you. And it also, if you're not familiar with who Robert Bigelow is or Harry Reid, who's actually a Senate Majority Leader, who actually was involved with this UFO program, he was one of the few politicians in the U.S. government that actually knew about the UFO phenomenon and was involved with the program to study them. And this is from a Las Vegas news station and a journalist named george knapp who is very famous in this community and really has been hard at work trying to find the facts and reporting on this for many many years so let's go ahead and watch this. this is super interesting
5: This picturesque ranch in northeastern Utah, long considered a hotbed of UFO sightings and other unexplained phenomena, played a pivotal role in the creation of the once-secret Pentagon study of unknown aerial objects. In the mid-90s, Las Vegas billionaire Robert Bigelow bought the property and sent in his research team, the National Institute for Discovery Science. To study the ranch and the larger Uinta Basin over the next ten years, NID scientists had dramatic encounters with the unknown, including daylight mutilations of livestock, mysterious aircraft, and discarnate entities. But this is a lot more than a UFO story, as you learn.
6: This is a a performance of of anomalies that go back many, many years.
5: Our 2007 conversation All with Bob Bigelow never aired, but he told us then that his NIDS team experienced more than a hundred baffling encounters, though they had no idea what was behind them.
7: That we no longer have to worry about aliens coming and taking people away. That's for somebody else to talk about.
5: When Senator Reed and colleagues authorized funding for a Pentagon study, they made a point of saying this was not a search for little green men. The primary aim was to identify, analyze, and eventually duplicate the otherworldly technology that had been demonstrated in multiple dramatic encounters involving the U.S. military. The phenomenon is indeed real. The man who ran the Pentagon study, Lou Elizondo, of, resigned in October and has since said the technology of these craft is beyond anything known on Earth. But he declines to guess where it originates. No one involved wants to mention space aliens for obvious reasons.
7: I'm not into that. I don't know anything about that. All I do know is that I am interested in science. What is going on in our world.
5: Investigating the source of the UFOs is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Although Bob Bigelow dissolved his NIDS team and ended the study of the Utah ranch, in 2007, a book about the property caught the attention of the DIA and Senator Reid. Bigelow's previous experience in putting together a team to investigate weird phenomena was likely a factor in the decision to award him the contract to study UFOs. And sources familiar with the study say Pentagon investigators returned to the Utah ranch several times during a a three-year period. When the New York Times broke its story, it reported that Bigelow built a special secure facility at his aerospace plant to store unknown materials supposedly obtained during the UFO study.
7: I don't know. I don't know anything about exotic materials. Uh, I don't know. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk about that.
5: What he does know know know. is that the explosion of news coverage about the UFO issue has caught the attention of Congress. They call it black money for a reason. Mm. Reed's phone started ringing immediately, he says, people from Congress and the business community who've always been interested in the subject but were afraid to admit it. Reed thinks the time may be right to relaunch a formal inquiry. Is this an appropriate topic for a congressional hearing of some sort? Would that be useful? Yeah,
7: you and that, Yes, George. It, now it's out. Why shouldn't they do this? You know, you've, you take one airplane. You could want the cost of one military aircraft. Pick the cheapest one they have. Cheapest one. Give that money to this research. It's more important than that one airplane. We have enough bombs and bullets to take care of us for a long time but we don't have enough scientific information to help my children my grandchildren understand the future.
0: So I like that clip cuz it kind of pieces together the the things that I mentioned before, you know, when talking about Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch, I don't think people realize is is such a huge piece of evidence for this entire phenomenon. Like whatever is happening at Skinwalker Ranch is very real and there's a reason there's a specific reason why so much both paranormal activity happens there but also ufo sightings happens there to this day and there's even a there's a new show that has the new owner of skinwalker ranch because after robert bigelow had it and the government was doing their research on it they actually ended up selling it to a private owner who now owns it and he has since dedicated the entire ranch to studying the phenomena and they have a show now and i watched some of the show and They're actually coming back with real scientific evidence of strange anomalies on the ranch. Like there is something underneath the ground under what they call Homestead 2 that is generating extreme like deadly amounts of radiation. And it's they have no idea what it is. And they've used all the scientific uh, devices to try to figure out what it could be, but they still have no idea what it is. There's something underneath Skinwalker Ranch that is generating a mass amount of energy And so that's why people theorize that there could be some type of trans dimensional portal or there's something weird. There's something paranormal happening that is unexplainable that needs to be researched. And the fact that, you know, we only put 22 million into this Pentagon research program and yet we spend hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars on new aircraft carriers, planes like Senator Harry Reid said Mm -hmm. on, on things we don't need when the real thing we should be studying is what's going on. What are we seeing in the skies? What are you know what's going on at Skinwalker Ranch? And of course a senator is not gonna be like it's aliens. Mm-hmm. But Robert Bigelow feels otherwise though. So here's a clip from a 60 minutes interview that has now been erased from the internet, which I find very interesting, that he did where he
6: literally gives you all the answers.
7: Do you believe in aliens?
6: I'm absolutely convinced that's all there is to it.
3: Do you also believe that UFOs have come to Earth?
6: There has been and is an existing presence, uh, an ET presence. And I spent millions and millions, I probably spent more as an individual than anybody else in the United States has ever spent on this subject.
3: Is it risky for you to say, you know, in public that you believe in, give in UFOs damn. and aliens?
6: I don't care.
3: You don't worry that some people will say, did you hear that
6: guy? He sounds like he's crazy. I don't care. Why not? It's not going to make a difference. It's not going to change reality of what I know. Do you imagine that in our
3: space travels we will encounter other forms of intelligent life?
6: You don't have to go anywhere.
3: You can find it here. Yeah. Where exactly
6: it's just like right under people's noses oh my gosh
1: so
0: that to me is probably one of the biggest reasons why i believe in this phenomenon and mm-hmm. the fact that it's not just mm-hmm. somebody's you know some other country's secret technology that they're testing out like you know the government yeah. tries to make us think it is or you know some of these political officials say i mean robert bigelow has spent more money on the subject than literally anybody else including the government
1: and what he's just spending that for shits yeah, and gigs no, no, it's he, all for fun he's all just lying making it all up no
0: i believe that during his study i mean he had some of the top scientific people in the world a part of that nids team when he went and studied skinwalker ranch and all the ufo activity there mm-hmm. he said he had over 100 anomalies that they were they captured a hundred anomalies while they're studying evidence. the ranch yes with mm-hmm. They have all of this proof and obviously they can't just come and blast it out there because you know they've been told not to because the government was involved and he ended up getting a contract with the Pentagon to lead that AATIP program so or take part in it so he, he can't just release all of it but the fact he's like I'm absolutely certain yeah. it's not going to change what I know people can say I'm crazy people can say like whatever they want but I know what I know at the end of the day.
1: I mean if you have the evidence and you've seen what he's seen you've probably you Just get to that point, you know, where you're like, whatever, if people are going to call me crazy, who cares? They call everyone that comes forward with anything crazy.
0: Right. But what's also interesting about the UFO phenomenon is the fact that if it were some other country's top secret, you know, military craft, why have UFOs time and time again been seen above nuclear bases and like missile silos with nuclear weapons in them. And when they've done tests, they've literally been shut down, rendered useless. Mm -hmm. And when people have gone outside to say, like, look at things and see what's going on. Why did this just stop working? Mm -hmm. They're observing UFOs, like flying saucers, flying above these missile silos.
1: And this has happened. There's reports of this happening all over the world at different military bases, even with missiles, not even nuclear things. And it's interesting that Haim Ashed said that exact thing. Yeah. Like it just all, it's his whole point and everything that he's saying, his book is really connecting it all together.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's putting the pieces together for sure. So what, he's just
1: continuing the lie that all these people have made up no. for fun. Well, here's to fuck with everyone and make money.
0: Yeah. No, that's okay. not happening. Here's Harry Reid talking about how UFOs shut down missile sites.
7: We have situations where, Uh, We have, in northern part of America, we had missile bases that, how many of them were stationed there? I don't know how many was on it, uh, but it's all in documents. But scores and scores of mostly men up there would come out and look up there. Oh, I wonder what that is. And they wouldn't leave. The communications in the missile defense installation was shut down. didn't happen once, more than once. We have things in ships at sea things in the water. what is that? They can't get rid of them. There's nothing on radar because why? Because the whole communication system on the ship's dead. This is all documented now and now we can have pilots and shipmasters who are see these strange events report it back to their superiors because they're not crazy. It's been happening for a long time. So why shouldn't we study this?
0: That's coming from our own government. That's a politician, Senate Majority Leader for a long time, mm-hmm. Harry Reid, very respectable guy.
7: Well,
1: I whether mean, you you're into his politics or not, yeah. I feel like you've got to take what he says yeah. seriously to an extent. Like he was, and, and these things he's like he's talking about these are these are things with proof. Yeah, multiple reports. events.
0: The the number of reports from military personnel of seeing unidentified flying objects, and now mm. objects unidentified under the ocean, even in the yep. water. Yep. And I mean, just recently, I, I think Dr. Greer had a, a former military person yeah, I saw that. on his channel that they went and recovered like a disc or a, s- some type of UFO from the ocean that they're, they're like this whole idea that there could even be an alien civilization at the bottom of our ocean is <laughs> a, a base or something like that is honestly yeah. pretty possible.
1: I know. Yeah. We can't get into that or this episode will go on forever. But yeah, it, that's really, isn't that crazy? I mean I
0: that to me, it. you hear that from Harry Reid, and he's saying, yeah, there's UFOs flying above nuclear sites yeah. countless times for
1: these ships to just be shutting down mm-hmm. because of random objects. They still don't know what the fuck it is. Like,
0: and they're saying these are, are not, a lie. these are n- nothing like they've seen before. These are not things known to by anybody here on earth. No, we have like, no idea some what of the these,
1: materials that they recover from these things are just, yeah. they don't even know what the fuck it is.
0: They're, they're trying to figure out what, what it's made of. And when they look at the atomic structure, the number of isotopes is unlike anything we even have here. The number of elements is unlike anything we've had here ever been able to make here on earth or are fine. Naturally. It's, it's really interesting. So this kind of leads us to, you know, this idea of, well, when we think about aliens, if aliens are here, is there a possibility that, They are, you know, there's just like there's evil humans and there's good humans and there's or there's people that do bad things. Mm -hmm. Are there alien species out there that do the same thing? Are there good aliens? Are there bad aliens? And this is very, very controversial because a lot of people believe that it there's probably bad aliens, probably good aliens. Mm -hmm. Could there be an extraterrestrial threat? Absolutely. Is that something the military might be preparing for? I mean, look, look at the Space Force. We finally created a. A force for space that's Mm -hmm. literally to defend maybe defend earth or just defend outer space around our planet or go into space and try to conquer
1: so even if there is some type of galactic federation it's possible there are groups that are not part of it and could be a threat to us and them right exactly
0: exactly Mm -hmm. and this whole idea of a galactic federation has been thrown around a lot there's a lot of whistleblowers out there we don't have time to go into all of that today but there's a lot of individuals out there that claim that They've known about this for a long time. They've even been a part of top secret programs, a part of what I what I referenced this secret space program or multiple secret space programs that went on after Roswell that, you know, we took that technology, we recovered and back engineered it, and then essentially created a top secret form of NASA where we did go off site. We did create a breakaway civilization on Mars where there are people there right now that are working and living, you know, on a base on Mars or the Moon or other planets in our solar system, there is a possibility that that could indeed be true. I mean, Haim Ashed said there is a base. There's US astronauts on Mars right now working there. Again, extraordinary claim. Where's the evidence? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think like that's something we'll see more
1: of in the future, more claims yeah. of that, more possible evidence.
0: And we've heard that from a lot of whistleblowers out there.
1: I mean, we've heard it, we've heard things from astronauts. Yeah. Which we will get into that as well, too.
0: We will. But I wanted to bring up Dr. Greer again for a second because he is uh, the guy that is really pushing this idea that extraterrestrials out there, they're going to all be peaceful because mm-hmm. anybody that's evolved enough and smart enough to come across yeah. space is going to be peaceful. They're not going to be here to try to. They would have already destroyed yeah. us. as That's what, what I like saying.
1: to think, too, is that intelligence beings are kind and understand the value of life and wouldn't want to just be destructive and kill. But I mean, how do we actually know that that's a nice idea and a hope, but we don't know how to, how? Yeah. how can we prove that? You know,
0: I mean, we really can't, but according it makes me, feel
1: better. Of course. Well, the thing,
0: <laughs> the thing with Dr. Greer is that he believes that you can actually communicate with these interstellar civilizations right now. Like if you learn, certain these what he calls ce5 protocols close encounters of the fifth kind if you learn how to basically raise your consciousness raise your vibration and through meditation you're able to actually get your higher self to a place where you can connect with these extraterrestrials and he does these expeditions where they go out and they sit in a circle and meditate and they're actually able to have visits from extraterrestrials and there's a really Great clip from his documentary that he put out, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, that I just wanted to show you guys because it's it's really interesting.
2: We're dealing with civilizations where almost every aspect of how they appear in our time space would look like magic to us. And in the CIA, uh, this is actually called WSFM. Sounds like a radio station. It stands for weird science and frickin' magic. A spacecraft can be completely 3D like you see a solid aircraft. It can be partially in this dimension, but shifted mostly into another dimension. So I liken this to like when you're turning a dial on an old AM radio and you can move it across and you suddenly pick up Chicago and New York. At the same time, they're bleeding together, dimensional bleeding. And so often these ET craft will be partially in this dimension, but mostly out. And all that we will detect in this dimension might be an electronic signature, Orb or an object that appears and flashes in and out, a scintillation of light that then vanishes, or an object that comes in where it looks almost like a hologram of an ET being that will be standing amongst us, but it's an electronically teleported version of that conscious being. I love this one. His name is Bijou, it's pronounced Bijou. He's an interstellar being from Andromeda. And he has a very bright-looking nose because there was a uh, orb here that teleported him onto the site. With the naked eye, the only thing that was seen was this sphere that came up right beside my shoulder. When I asked him where he was from, he said it was from Andromeda Galaxy. And they're interested if you have a pure heart, a clear intent, and you're wanting to join them in universal peace. That's it.
1: It definitely makes it feel less scary. Yeah.
0: But- he gets a ton of flack a lot of people yeah. think he is just like the ultimate liar and he's just this is all for money and this is all fake but i'm like the evidence that he's put forward to mm-hmm. show like he, he actually also, knows what he's talking about yeah cannot be faked tell me how no. you fake that like really right. fake that photo
1: and there's so many things that he's been part of i mean endless things yeah. and just his credibility his history
0: he's briefed u.s presidents he said yeah. he's like briefed every u.s president since uh like nixon or mm-hmm, something like it's mm-hmm. he's been involved in i mean
1: taking very seriously
0: he started the disclosure project like years ago
1: but i mean i, I don't know like how uh, it's like i want to believe everything he says yeah but i mean i wonder what robert bigelow would think i wonder what haima shed would think you know i wonder what some other people in the community which some of them do voice it but some of the bigger names would think of that and the idea of there not being a threat. I think it's pretty hard to believe that in the entire universe, there is nothing out there that wants to harm us. Like maybe there are some species, some aliens that want peace, want universal peace. Yes. But that doesn't mean
4: all of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: if you even consider the idea of reptilians Mm -hmm. and, Mm, you know, some Mm -hmm. of these species that people talk about and, you know, they're, they're here to, to do harm and maybe take over or something. But,
1: that that part of it, I'm still very, you know, unsure on. Obviously,
0: yeah. And again, <laughs> I know I, I've never actually heard him say out of his mouth that he believes they're all peaceful. That's I don't even know if that's what he actually. Maybe he believes. just means
1: the beings that he's communicated right, with, right? Which could make sense.
0: Which would make sense. Yeah. I mean, if he's able to communicate with them, and mm. people just think he's a full shit, just want wants people to buy his app and buy all of his books and buy this and that. But it's like to me, this is a weird way to go about doing it. Like, yeah. why? Why put all your credibility on the line? That's what it comes back to is why would a guy like Dr. Greer, he's a medical doctor. I mean, he's literally been involved in this for years and years and years. He has proof. He has evidence. I mean, he has more so than pretty much anybody else out there. How many other UFOlogy people have multiple documentaries with loads and loads of evidence and pictures and videos and even then that clip
1: document stuff so he's much. captured
0: literally at his CE5 expeditions. I mean, he's absolutely amazing.
1: Like, and just tons of testimonials too. I mean, some of our fans who have been on his expeditions have contacted us t- telling us about their experience. And what? They're all just yeah. lying? Like everyone's a liar.
0: Demi Lovato. You
1: think she's a liar? <laughs> Demi and the Des, She's not lying. She
0: has, <laughs> what, 40 million Instagram followers? And she went out there boldly and said I literally communicated yeah, with extraterrestrials like when I was with Dr. Greer. That's really bad. And she showed photos, actual photos mm-hmm. of UFOs she saw. It's truly astounding if you haven't seen those pictures, but she clearly had an experience and pretty much everybody who's gone on these expeditions has said, yeah, we absolutely saw things that were unidentifiable. We felt things like this. To me, this is all very real. Yeah. And obviously it's good to have a little bit of healthy skepticism with all of this, mm-hmm. Because again, I have not that, personally yeah. experienced it. I can only take his word for things, mm-hmm. but to at some point you do kinda gotta believe, you gotta have a little bit of faith and in, in especially some of these people.
1: when people really do have a lot of credibility and yeah. no reason to believe them.
0: Right. And some of those other people that have a lot of credibility are astronauts themselves.
1: Right? People have been to fucking space.
0: <laughs> Out of anybody, I feel like we should be taking astronauts' testimonies very, very seriously.
1: And I feel like the average person doesn't even know that these testimonies no. exist. No,
0: because they've all been covered up. Yeah. They've been deleted. Mm-hmm. The The clips I'm about to show you are actually from a YouTube video I did like two years ago where I talked about seven different astronauts who all claim UFOs and aliens are here. And I'm going to just show you a couple of the big ones. Uh, Edgar Mitchell, Gordon Cooper, Dr. Brian O'Leary, Buzz Aldrin, and Neil Armstrong. Yeah. So we'll show you some <laughs> of these clips because it, it's truly amazing what what they have to say about what they saw in space so if here's you just
1: think they're all liars at the end of this i would like to hear why yeah, in the why
0: comments. why you think an astronaut would lie about this like yeah. why all
6: of them
1: yeah
0: okay. <laughs> here's edgar
7: mitchell but there's something else he'd like you to know i don't know how many or where or how they're doing it but uh, they've been observing us and here for quite some time and we see these craft all the time
5: ed mitchell is a straight talker and a true believer that we are not alone I believe what I'm saying and I cite the
7: evidence that I know
5: he says that the government he served in the military and as an astronaut is perpetuating cover ups of alien sightings going all the way back to the legendary 1947 Roswell incident an alleged alien spacecraft crash where remains were
6: allegedly recovered
7: the reason for the denial was uh, number one we didn't they didn't know if these were hostile and could we uh, Protect ourselves from them. Didn't want the Soviets to know, so they devised to to lie about it and cover it up.
5: He has no doubt there are alien craft observing Earth right now, and many more out there looking for us.
6: How many civilizations could there be? Or do you believe there are out
5: there? billions? We got billions of uh, billions and billions of
7: stars in a galaxy, and billions and billions of galaxies, and it doesn't take. Uh, but a a few planets around a few stars to have quite a few uh, civilizations.
0: So here's what uh, Gordon Cooper had to say in an interview. These are all news interviews, by the way.
4: I read about this incident you had in 1951, and you said you saw literally hundreds of unidentifiable flying objects. Yes, they were flying quite high. How high, we couldn't tell because we couldn't get anywhere near their altitude. But they were either very large craft way up or... Smaller crafts, still well above what we could get to. For a day and a half, all of this happened, but then no one wanted to talk about it. Well, we sent a report forward on it, and, and the answer that finally came back months later was they were probably high-flying seed pods.
5: Six years later, Cooper again encountered a UFO. This one definitely was not a weather balloon. While supervising flight testing in Edwards Air Force Base, His military camera crew actually filmed an unidentified saucer-shaped object landing near the
4: site. As they were sitting there filming, a little saucer came from, I say little saucer, it was a saucer came flying over their heads, put down three little landing gear and landed right out on the dry lake bed. And they picked up their cameras and started over toward it filming as they went. And when they got in fairly close to it, it lifted up, put the gear back in the wheel wells, tipped up and took off at a great rate of speed.
0: Here's a clip of Dr. Brian O'Leary, a former NASA astronaut and Princeton physics professor talking
8: about what he thinks about UFOs. There is abundant evidence that we are being contacted, that uh, civilizations have been visiting us for a very long time, uh, that uh, their appearance is bizarre from any kind of traditional materialistic Western point of view, that these visitors use the technologies of consciousness, they use toroids, they use co-rotating magnetic disks for their propulsion systems, that seems to be uh, a common denominator of the UFO phenomenon, and how they can work, uh, manipulate time, in space locally. And finally, we've got Buzz
0: Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. So these guys obviously were the first guys on the moon for the US, and Neil Armstrong was the actual first one to walk around on the moon, or hop around really. But he has never actually come forward and, and talked publicly about what he experienced or what he saw there, but Buzz Aldrin did. And then part of this clip is gonna be actually Dr. Greer talking about, he actually knew Neil Armstrong uh, personally or his family personally and he actually got his story and and tells it in this clip as well so here's Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong's story
5: I saw this illumination that was moving with respect to the stars we were smart enough to not say uh, Houston there's a light out there that's following us. So technically, it becomes an unidentified flying object. While Neil and Buzz were on the lunar surface, Neil switched to the, the medical
8: channel and spoke directly with the chief medical officer, saying, they're here, they're parked on the side of the crater, they're watching us. It was made
2: very clear to him and the other Apollo astronauts who witnessed this first event, where when we landed at the crater on the moon, the rim at the top of the crater was, quote, crowded with UFOs, craft that were up there, multiple of them. And that these were filmed, and that there are, I know people personally who've seen that film.
0: That's crazy. If you really think about what these astronauts just said, I mean, why would they all be lying? Why would they all be making this shit up? They they are literally reporting what they saw, what they know.
1: And don't you think Neil would have done an interview by now and be like, no, I didn't see anything. It's just, unfortunately, it's just a rock. And <laughs> yeah. It's pretty boring up there. Yeah. Well, and Buzz it's
0: said, so boring, what he we said. can't afford to go back. Yeah. Buzz literally said on entertainment, TV. Yeah. UFO. We saw a UFO when we landed on the moon.
3: Why would you not believe him? Like he's one of the few to yeah. ever leave this earth. Yeah. And go to the yeah. moon. <laughs> I know. That's like the most credible like, why person. why would you not He sh- believe I him? I know. It's really. <laughs> so weird to me. It's, it's
1: weird. Exactly. Especially when you have seen all these other people too. To just say that all of
3: these people are collectively lying. But like to be attention. It's Ha- right, get, you're very. Right. You got to be like a chosen one, almost. Because to <laughs> yeah. be an astronaut, it's very yeah. hard to do so. You got to go through yes. a lot of t- training, a lot of tests. And why would you shit why? on your whole career right. exactly by
1: making some story up at the end? And why would so many astronauts go along with it if it's
3: not true? Come on, like Come you're on. well respected as it is, just because you literally got to experience something that almost no one on this earth gets to experience. Like some, yes. you literally experience something out of this world, literally. Mm. And I just. I find it weird that, okay, so they're telling their experience, and people really are just like, nah. <laughs> 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 I don't, I don't think so. I don't personally believe it till I see it myself. Well, fuck you better start applying for NASA then, bitch. I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Well, and all these clips have like disappeared from the internet. Like they're completely wiped out. Yeah. Like, I can't. E- I-, I I couldn't even go back and find the original clips for these.
1: Isn't that the weirdest thing? That just in the past couple of years, so much has been deleted off YouTube yeah. when it comes to.
0: Conspiracies yeah, and aliens and UFOs stuff. and all that. I mean, that, they've yeah. cracked
1: the fuck down. They really have. Yeah. When we first started, like, there's so many videos where we have to go back to old videos we made and put in old clips because those clips are not available anymore. Yeah. MK Ultra clips. Yeah. Alien clips. I mean, what the fuck? Why do they not want these out there? These should be famous clips. They should be trending on everything. Why not?
0: It doesn't make any Why sense. It's because they want not. to control the narrative. I mean. The the government, the Department of Defense, the people yes. who are, you know, in charge don't want us to mm-hmm. find all this out. They don't want this publicly available to everybody.
1: You know, one thing I just wanted to mention, and I'm really curious if anyone else is experiencing this. But when I first got on TikTok in the beginning of the pandemic, that's when I first started playing on that app. And I was getting so much alien content and conspiracy content. And I was like, that's just because, you know, my phone is like filled with that stuff. So but then it just stopped as soon as the U.S. bought it as soon as whatever exchange happened stopped completely. And I'm not the only one who thinks that because I saw something the other day that was regarding aliens and all the comments were like, has anyone else noticed how this content is like highly suppressed on here and extremely hard to get through. YouTube's become the same way. I it's know. very I suspicious. Say much
0: more. <laughs> well, one, one idea is that perhaps, you know, they, they now know people are interested. They know people are intrigued. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after, after, you know, 2017, when the New York Times broke that that huge story and admitted the Pentagon's been studying UFOs, and then Tom DeLong, former Blink-182 frontman, comes forward and says, "Hey guys, I'm I'm kind of the new face for the government to disclose <laughs> aliens and and UFOs. I mean, as yeah. I said, aliens, but to you know, I I created this company and we're gonna I got all these top guys, all the ex people from the Pentagon's UFO program. And he's got a lot. He's got a lot of really smart individuals working on studying some of these exotic materials that they claim they have. And they're working on kind of bringing this to the public. Like this is the vehicle I think that disclosure is going to happen through. And I wanted to end this episode with a clip from Tom himself. He was on a radio interview talking just about like what he's doing and kind of what what he thinks, like they asked him some interesting questions about, you know, Why is there only like bad pictures of of these UFOs, which that's not true. There's tons of good evidence of it, but it's interesting to see him kind of lay out his thoughts of how, how he thinks things are gonna play out.
8: So what's happening slowly is the stigma's going off. People are starting to realize, oh my God, this is real, and it's not just people in urban areas that see this stuff. It is pilots and generals and astronauts and everything else. And and uh, and it's not just a twenty incidents; it's thousands and thousands of incidents. Now, Why aren't we, we, there better pictures, Tom? There of are, uh, there are, but a lot of them are classified for various reasons too. It's funny the the UFO in a video isn't classified, but where. They caught the photo, might be, you know, on what system area, it might okay. be. So that's the problem. It's like, okay, we weren't supposed to be over Russia or something, you know. It's like oh, – okay. or the camera is like so crazy good that we don't want anyone to know we can take pictures like that. So it's things like that that make it difficult.
1: So would you say the one of the main reasons that the government wanted it to, you know, people – there to be a stigma so long ago and for just little itty-bitty things to be leaking out now – is because it would terrify people and is it a matter of just sovereignty
8: Yeah it's uh, it would terrify people What um, would terrify terr- Can you- um, I think it's the the idea that you know there's there's something here Yeah
1: humans aren't the elite beings it, there's, there's something, something else. here
8: that's potentially millions of years more advanced than us and it can do things that we can barely even fathom I'm uh, d- so happy right now. I'm so me- stoked. And what that means is that humans may not be alone or in charge. And we're not know? that
1: important, which we're freaks not. people out.
8: Yeah, but that also is like one of my big pitches to the generals I first started meeting with. I was just like, you know, you guys are out fighting all these wars based on belief systems, but if you, if you really attack the core issue... We might start coming together as a planet and mm-hmm. and that's kind of what my hope is with all this stuff that's over what the day decades. the earth stood still was about yeah well exactly and i and a lot of a lot of even independence day was like about that kind of yeah. stuff but the reality is is that once we realize that the universe is teeming with life that there's billions of galaxies for a reason, you know? Um, the, and it's just so weird. Like I remember I watched this documentary where they put a seatbelt in a Ford car and they're like, well, that was a good idea. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, well, you know, we see billions of galaxies, but yet we're still not really computing that yeah. that there's life everywhere. And there is. So, what Will we, there be a time in our lifetime, Tom, where it will be publicly accepted and acknowledged that they are here? It's coming. So that's what we've been doing. So at To the Stars... We have been specifically involved in three things, which is getting ready to bring out the stories, um, studying it with the public and really big, you know, AI database um, algorithms and all this different stuff. And then the third thing is building the technology. So we're active in all three of those. So you're saying it's coming. So
7: five, 10 years, 15, 20 years, I
8: I think 20, 30 years. I think within the next three to five years, you're going to start hearing rumblings of hearings. And, I don't want, okay, but and, and, something more substantial than rumblings of hearings. <laughs> no, 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 because this is a big deal. You don't you know? hear so, whispers of rumors and rumblings uh, of no, hearings, Kevin. I'm, Come on, think, we're almost there. I think you'll start to hear the pressure building to have congressional hearings oh, on Oh, I this. see. Okay. And then once that happens, things get a little scary because then on a public level, they have to act on this. Now, what does that mean? What are they going to do? Now, you know, I I, I, I know a lot of things of what we've done, but the idea of those things happening on a public, you know, forum is just it's terrifying it could be chaos it could be chaos you yeah, know what are you gonna yeah. do like have a landing or something yeah. maybe maybe
0: can you imagine if if the way that we find out is it just a flying saucer lands like on the white house lawn or something or like <laughs> or a, a bunch of them land everywhere like across the country
1: that would be some
0: and then like, like or a bunch that's of a movie yeah it is it, it sounds like a. But like, what
1: would we even do with ourselves like do you, still, do you just like carry on and work that day or like?
3: Yeah. Like Anyways, guys, go. back to the meeting. Yeah. What <laughs> the, how do you sleep that night? Or like,
1: I just cannot wrap my head around it. Actually, like as much as I believe in it all, it's still hard to picture yeah. a world where this is just out. Right. And everyone accepts it. It it feels like even, even if they do come forward with a lot of evidence, a lot of people won't be able to accept it or cannot wrap their minds around it. Especially, this is going to be easier for people that, are aware of this information have heard these interview clips listened to podcasts listened to content but for people that this is still just the this the idea of an alien is like so out of the realm of possibility for them still that this is going to shock them this will really i don't know i just can't imagine what what it's going to be like to live through that if we get to live through that in our lifetime it's going to be exciting That's oh, I'm, all I'll i'm
0: say. i'm hoping so bad gosh like i'm sure we'll live through a lot of different things but i'm like i just hope something as significant as that cuz if you think about the ramifications of finding out that we you know like according to haima shed we're literally been working with aliens we our governments have been literally you know making agreements with aliens for allowing them to experiment on us and experiment on, you know, the biological life on earth and study and, and work together to try to figure out what, like, ultimately what's the thing everybody wants to know in life? What is the meaning of all this, right? We want to know why this all exists and Mm -hmm. what better partnership than to partner up with some civilization that's millions of years farther yeah. you know, more advanced than we are they, to figure this well, out.
1: They're going to have a lot of answers to our questions. Maybe they can answer what the purpose of life is. That's what
0: I'm saying Wouldn't is like, that wild? that's going to, that's what's going to happen is you have to think that part of the reason why people are so scared is because we are going to get answers to some of these questions that have just been baffling us for so long, because there's no way that a, a advanced civilization that is advanced enough to travel through space and time, come here and visit us and, and observe us yeah. is not going to know more than we do, especially about our origin story. I think that's what is going to be the biggest thing. Cause if we find out that our origin and they have proof and they can show us like this is where you came from, you know, you guys are not actually from this planet. You came from this planet <laughs> and your 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 archive yeah your archives were destroyed it was all in the library of alexandria that was burned to the ground like if we connect if they're able to connect the pieces of how we really got here and maybe the anunnaki creation story is real maybe you know we were you know brought here by some other species and and merged with them or they made some hybrid you know, we're a hybrid alien species of something like just think about how much that will change. Like we've been fighting all these wars and like all these militaries just want
1: to fight each other. And
0: like, we look insane.
1: Yeah, we really do. As Yeah. I mean, that's, what's really mind blowing is not only can they tell us a lot about possibly about our earth and our own history, but about the universe itself and about other, I mean, the history behind the universe. Imagine how much history there is to go over And finding out that kind of information, at least for humans, would be so insane. It'll change everything. We have slowly learned what we have learned over time with Mm -hmm. many experts, many researchers, scientists, etc. But to just have another source come to us with thousands and thousands possibly. What are you guys doing? (laughs) Yeah. All of this information dumped on us at once. I just. Whoa. Makes me shake my hands. It's like crazy to think
3: about. And what if that's why they haven't disclosed to the public? That's exactly why.
0: That's exactly why. Because we're n- they know that. We're as not ready. We're not no. ready to. And a lot of people think we need. You know we're also not ready spiritually. That we need to ascend to a higher level of consciousness. Before they are going to reveal themselves to us. Like they feel like we're too primitive still. I mean some people say we're still not even. Like we're within 100 years of reaching. The type one status, but we're still not there. And these other civilizations that are visiting us and have been visiting us are type at least type two, type three. I mean, their mm. the, their abilities are literally millions and millions of years f- farther in the future than we are. Like they probably look at us putting gasoline in our cars yeah. and like
1: taking hours. The way that we produce fly across our planet, yeah, that, you know, takes like forty <laughs> fucking hours to get to the yeah. Middle East. 50 yeah, some. They're oh, like,
0: that takes us two that's seconds. That's so insane. We can literally manipulate space yeah, and time. Yeah, that's and- what
1: I'm saying is like us accepting possibly millions of years of information that's ahead of us. Ugh, I can't even imagine what that would look like. Well, and, and so all insane. the
0: ideologies and theologies we we that are so going to be completely like all of these people who, you know, believe religions. And, you know, maybe there's certain things that are, you know, true about what the religious texts say. But ultimately they've been misinterpreted completely and there's missing pieces to it. And and they're going to put those pieces of the puzzle together and be like, actually, you know, there's all these theories that like Jesus was an alien, Buddha was an alien, you know, all these different religious figures are actually of extraterrestrial origin. And, you know, so it's, it's really interesting to me that we're at this place in history and I really feel optimistic about what the future holds for us. And I think that, we are entering kind of a new era. As people say, we have entered a new age Aquarius. and yeah. Age <laughs> of Aquarius. Exactly. And every 20,000 years we enter a new age and that's when real change happens. That's when, that's why things feel so crazy right now. That's why we all kind of feel like the world's falling apart, falling to ship. But maybe this is like, maybe. you know, we're about to be ascended into another, just another realm of, of life. And understanding of who we are as human beings and what's our purpose and what what is all around us that we have failed to to see all this time
1: if that's true doesn't that make you feel kind of special that we might get to witness such a huge huge thing remarkable moment
0: it's a huge huge baby
1: who knows i mean we might be sitting here five years from now like well guys it still hasn't happened we're at the same spot (laughs) as we were well i mean (laughs) five years
0: i mean who knows but yeah Within fifty years, maybe something will happen. I
1: feel like there's gotta be a good chance. I mean, just imagine what we'll know in fifty years, maybe full disclosure We'll know hasn't some more happened, stuff. A lot of shit will
0: come. We'll know some more stuff. And, and maybe how
1: much longer can they keep it? Yeah. Just, I mean, come on, it's a matter of time.
0: Well, Tom Tom's literally saying that my company's literally gonna bring some of this to mm-hmm. the public, some of this technology that we've recovered and we've back engineered and show you guys what is actually. Capable, you know, if we discover that we have other ways to make energy and we have anti-gravity propulsion systems Like it's gonna completely change. It's gonna change life on earth if, if that technology actually make it to the public So yeah, really interesting stuff and hopefully all this kind of connects some dots for you If maybe you were like you've heard pieces of this information before and and now you've kind of heard a broader picture you know, a bigger overview of, of what the UFO alien phenomenon is all about.
1: Of course, there's so much we could get into, but we will be here literally all night. It's almost midnight. For those
0: that Kendall and (laughs) Janelle are actually going to go to bed and I'm going to stay on here for the next 12 hours and just continue. We're going to go back to the beginning and start. You're really good. Oh, I love this stuff. I mean, I just, I just,
1: when you had a twitch, just oh, hours and hours.
0: Oh yeah. (sighs) But we'll have to end it there because yeah, it's late actually right now. Mm And we could go on and on forever about this stuff. So
1: let us know what other alien topics you guys would like us to discuss. I know we t- brought up plenty in tonight's episode, plenty of things that could be its own episode that maybe we haven't done yet. So let us know in the comments yeah. below. Also let us know your thoughts just on all of these clips. Who's most compelling to you? I'm very curious. Who do you believe the most? Who do you think has the most yeah. interesting information to share?
0: And what do you think about Haim Ashed? Yeah. Do you believe his claims? Do right. you think there's any validity to them? Let us know. we would definitely be interesting. I can't wait to see the comments on this one. Me too. It's going to be really cool to see what you guys think. And definitely. hopefully you learned something. But we'll go ahead and end today's episode there. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. Hopefully you took your mind a mile higher today. Maybe a few <laughs> miles higher yeah. than normal. So this was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing this one.
1: I did too. I've, I've missed alien chats
0: yeah, like I this. Yeah, like I too. Like, like, I love these alien little I get shindags. excited it's so exciting it's exciting it's really really cool to think about what the future might hold for us and humanity it's gonna get better we'll leave you at that hopefully (laughs) (laughs) but until next time guys stay safe and stay woke